Hi everyone, this is Raushan. And this is Farah. Well guys, depending on where you're seeing this from and on what app or whatever, the fact that you can hear and see us means just one thing, that this is going to be a pretty special episode. Now, the conclusion of Match Day 14 meant one thing, that we've come to the end of the second round of fixtures. And that also means we are at the halfway point of the 2022 season. Plenty to discuss and plenty to rate. But before that, as always, we do have to introduce our special guest for this very special episode. So, Raushan, take it away. Wow, that's a big task to introduce two heavyweights of Singapore football. Let's start with the man who's made this all possible, the co-founder of The Final Whistle and the journalist at The Straits Times, Deepanath Ganeshan. It's a long time. Welcome back to the show. It's good to have you with us. Uh, thank you. I know I've been uh, having a lot to eat these past few days, but uh, heavyweight is not too kind of word to use on me. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of heavyweights, let's move on to the next heavyweight. <laughs> Karul Ashraf, you've been on the show plenty of times. We're honoured to have you back in a very special episode. You're doing good? Yes, always good and uh, happy to give my five cents worth. I think some will argue that's much more than five cents. All right, as Farah alluded to, we've got a very special show lined up. So Farah, there's plenty to get stuck into. Why not you kick us off? Instead of going top to bottom, we want to do it bottom to top. So let's first begin with the Young Lions, who currently sit at the bottom of the table on four points. They've played 12 games so far, won one, drew one, and have 10 losses to their name. Just a little note, last season, they were also on four points, 12 games into the season, where they drew four. So my first question, I guess, has the under-23 C games and the under-19s derailed any little hope that they have left. Deepen, maybe you want to start off start us off here? Uh, yeah, so so if you talk about the different campaigns that the Young Lions have been involved in, uh, for sure, uh, I think it does affect preparation or, or the games in the Singapore Premier League because uh, you're talking about travelling, you're talking about uh, a very fixed mindset towards a particular campaign, which was the case uh, for the SEA Games. Uh, and you cannot deny you know, the fact that it would have affected their confidence. Uh, you're talking about uh, a 1-0 win over Cambodia, a, a draw with Laos, a game they almost lost. I, I think it would have been a shock to the system almost for, for these players, this group of players to realise that they're not so good after all, you know, when, when you compare them to, to people from our, our region. Uh, and I think it has affected confidence in the Singapore Premier League and this team is a shadow of the team that competed in the league last season, that's for sure. Uh, you, not just the players, but the way they are playing, uh, I think it's a question that we will address a bit later on. But the style of play, uh, I think has gone a, a little away from what we saw last season. Uh, not so much the style, but the execution of the, of, the, of, the, of the philosophy that they had. I think Cairo, Cairo might agree on this. I mean, last season, we knew there was a direct pattern of play when, when the Young Lions took to the field. This season, I think they're trying to follow that. Uh, but the execution, like I said, has been lacking. Yeah, but I, depend, I, I agree with you on this part. But... Also, you have to understand that certain personnel are not here for this mm. year. Right? People like Hami and Joel is not playing as much. And uh, I think it has, it has affected... I mean, the squad itself is different. So the quality itself is different. One thing I would like to note is... Uh, to, to share, I, I, my, I feel is... When you play catch-up in the league, you're always under pressure because everybody else has played more games in, 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 uh, against you. Right? So if people are playing nine games, you're playing four games, five games. So that, to me, is also... Uh, a factor, and then when you come in uh, and play again, then uh, it's a stop-start game, and then or sometimes you have a rush of rush of uh, schedules. We uh, you pack the schedules, and then the nature of our our league this year has been a, a little bit stop-start, right? Mm. It, it, for all teams, even 
and then with with them uh, out competing also it it has been difficult for them so i foresee this being a problem also i'm not too sure also i i just heard today uh, about there's going to be a young lions b in the 21 league right so i don't know how that would pan out also because mm. as it is you see now you have four reserves and two goalkeepers on the bench right so how would that pan out when the when the league starts in uh, in july right and uh, for the under 20 league to start july so the second half of the year we don't know what's going to happen with this team as it is it's already uh, down to the bare bones and then going forward i, I, I really don't know how so for me i i there's a little bit of pity for me for nazri i think it's a very tall order like i said this is a, a very irrelevant uh, uh, platform uh, to be in the league and furthermore with all these problems i, I don't know where where we're heading with this Yeah, I think just to add on to what Kyrul said, it's not just the personnel changing during the off season, right? In the season itself, they've lost key personnel. They've lost Jacob Muller to a long-term injury. Wow. Ilhan has moved on to Albrex Negata. Raihan has now moved on to Chiang Mai. So when you are a team, a developmental side who are not signing top quality players, you have they have the biggest squad in Singapore purely because they can select any Singaporean of that certain age. But the quality is lacking, and I think it's difficult. And I think. It's it's going to be to Kyrol's point. If you're playing catch up, the pressure is on, and if you're not getting confidence anywhere, like the last game, most recent game against Haugang, their heads dropped, and I think that can happen to the best of teams, but especially when they're a young team lacking leaders in that spine. You see, Shah Shahiran wearing the armband and doing it so well. Later, we'll talk more about the players who've done really well this season, but Shah Shahiran has stand up. But how much can Shah carry on his very young shoulders as well, right? Which then brings me to my next question, which Deepan touched on earlier. You touched on last season and this season being different. And when we had the conversation for the season review, we expected Nazri Nasir to almost take over from people and do fairly well. It hasn't panned out that way. Results certainly haven't panned out this that way. So the question then is: Would people have done any better with this current squad? Deepan, I'll come to you on that. Look, I I think uh, people have to realize that uh, when it comes to players, uh, there are certain coaches who work well with a certain demographic of players in terms of age. Uh, so I'm talking about their youth players. There are certain coaches who are really good with that. I think I think people is one of them. Uh, we've seen it over the years. And then when people uh, tried to translate that into senior football, uh, mm. he was found wanting. Uh, so not every coach can you know do well at the youth side as well as in the senior side. And I think Nazri is is a bit similar. And this is just my opinion. Uh, people might not have to agree with it. Uh, but I don't think you know he is a a coach for the youth side. Uh, at the end of the day, you've seen how he has done with the Singapore national team, uh, albeit in a, in an interim basis. But he's able to get the best out of the senior players. Mm. Has he been able to get the best out of the youth team at, at the Young Lions? I, I'm not quite sure because uh, as much as we talk about the absentees in in Jacob Mala, uh, Ilhan Fandi, uh, people who have left, uh, Hami, Hami, another example. I I do think there is talent in this squad. Uh, but yes, of course, not not as much talent as there was last season. But I think that's enough for them to do better than they've done so far this season. I do want to ask though, because I think almost week after week, when we speak about the young lions, we I, I'm not sure who actually touched on this, but it might have been Kidir as well, and it might have been you also, Roshan. I think you guys have said multiple times and on multiple occasions that it might be time for this young lions experiment to end. Do you still stick by that? I I have mentioned it a couple of times on the SPL podcast as well, and I do stick by it purely because I don't see the point of it. Kyrul touched on it earlier a bit of I don't know whether it's public information, but it's out in the open now that there might be a young lions B in 
the the under 21 league i i just question the purpose of it is it just about parking players in a certain place while they serve national service is that really bearing any fruits for the group the younger group ages i don't think so results speak for themselves they're not bearing any fruits so what is the purpose just to make up numbers i i i don't see the point kairul why don't you tell me what you think is it time for this experiment to end definitely i think it has been going on for the longest time i think almost 20 years and we had one or two generations that were really excellent and and uh, this generation they could have also been good if there wasn't a young lions team because they were already they developed right from the coes of uh, warriors and gelang for the 84 batch and then also for the haris harun is one mabu they were developed already at the nfh right so it's not down to to uh, to uh, young lions that they have gotten on for good career for the national team right and also to me even with them right in the young lions we didn't we didn't get any gold medal for any under 23 asian tournament so we didn't do well for qualifications for under 23 right so in that sense i feel that this is uh, young lions have totally failed in the last 20 years right so i think we should put this put this young players back back at the clubs right let them learn from the pro- proper professionals let them learn how to compete and fight for their places of course sometimes we realize that you know striker position central positions are taken by foreigners but that's how the way it is you know i think that's 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 uh, if you're the best you will just rise up to the top right so you just have to fight uh, in a way provided of course we have proper under 21 leagues under 19 leagues you know yeah so i think it's time that we restructure our leagues properly and then we undo the young lions once and for all depend i feel like uh... Kyrul had to say, Roshan had to say, maybe very quickly, do you agree with what they said? Is it time for the experiment to end? Yeah, I mean, completely agree. It's an experiment that hasn't worked. But but you you have to say, though, that are there enough clubs in the Singapore Premier League uh, for this Young Lions experiment to end? So if there was no Young Lions, these players have to go somewhere, right? So do they then go to these existing clubs? How much of game time will these young players have? So... I I don't think uh, the Singapore Premier League is ready for the young lions to exit at this moment. If there's perhaps another club, uh, another one or two clubs that are able to come into the Singapore Premier League, then I think fine, uh, we're able to do that. So from my understanding, I think the idea was for this season to be the last season that uh, there will be a young lions. Uh, but I think that idea or that plan almost has changed because um, they don't see any other club being ready to come in at the moment. But of course. If for some reason another club is ready, then I see young lions taking exit. Lovely. Okay, something very different for this episode. Instead of asking for your predictions, as we always do when we look ahead, we want you to rate all these clubs out of ten. So maybe Kyrul, you go first. What would you rate the young lions out of ten so far this cool. season? Yeah, I I think they are maybe at three or four out of ten. Right, we haven't seen them. Play fantastic football. We haven't seen the greed and desire for them to uh, edge off games or win games. You know, there were some moments last year where they had they showed a little bit of greed, right, and desire. But this year, no uh, quality throughout the squad. You know, except the exception is of course Shah Shahiran has been fantastic. Like sometimes I really pity uh, what he's been doing for the team. Right? But but as a whole, it's a three or four. It it has disappointed. Yeah. We didn't expect much, but it has disappointed me. Deepen, out of ten, uh, I'll give a three as well for the same reasons that Kyrul mentioned. I think 
uh, quality has been lacking. Uh, the only reason I would give a three and not a zero is because uh, most of these boys are juggling NS after all. Uh, it takes a lot all out of the schedule, you know, and it's it's tiring almost. So the three just for showing the determination to turn up. I think it's good to note that the Young Lions have got more three points on this show than they have this season. Anyway, I'll give them, uh, I'll give them a four. I, I think it's been... Certain circumstances have been out of their hands. Uh, being hit by COVID while they were in uh, some Southeast Asian country on a tournament. I can't remember which one. That was out of their hands. Losing players to injury. Losing players who have moved on to better clubs is out of their hands. So it's been stacked against them. So I'll give them four. I think I think there is room to improve. I just don't see how. So across the board, threes and fours. Very well. Let's move on to the next club, which is Balestia. As we move up the table, they're second from bottom. The Tigers are on 13 points after playing 14 games so far. Won four, drawn one and lost nine. And no one has conceded more at this stage of the season than them, having let in 37 goals so far. Kyrule, during the SPL season preview, I think you said maybe Akbar can attract players, maybe their marketing will attract players. Mm. Since then, they've added Madhu. Do you mm. think they're moving in the right direction? I think they're not. Uh, in terms of uh, local player recruitment and uh, even for, for foreign, I think they can, can do more. Uh, I, I still think that uh, at the start of the season, if they could have gotten Madhu and say, for example, Isdin, I think they could have been much, much better at the moment. right? Uh, and these two players actually fit into this philosophy. Both of them have played in ball-playing uh, uh, football teams, uh, Madhu in Tampani. So I think it would have fit the philosophy of uh, Balestier right, right, to the, right to the team. So for me, I, you know, I, 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 I thought that they would be a bit better right, at the halfway point. Uh, but I also understood that there will it will be a journey and it will be a rocky journey because at the end of the day, you have to understand that the players that they get, some of them are, are main players for the other teams, their teams previously, but some of them are fringes, are, are fringe players. Mm. So if you want to come in and immediately expect these players to bring in into a new philosophy and lo- local Singapore players are not trained to play on the, on the ground right from the, their young. No, they are right from young at COE level or youth level, they play long ball all the time. And suddenly at, at senior level, we are expecting them to suddenly train for a month and play like Barcelona. I think it's very, very tough. So I think the marketing has gone uh, further than the, the reality. right? So I think people will need to also manage the fact that you know, Ballester will need more time, uh, Akbar will need more time. And then, of course, they need to get better players at the end of the day for, for the foreign and the local ones. Right? So hopefully, this, this, this will, uh, this will uh, you know, increase the appetite of the players who really want to get involved in, with Ballester for next season. So this is where I am now, the, where I see Ballester now. Yeah. Deepan, don't worry. Cairo's quote wasn't the only one we picked out during the SPL season. <laughs> you also said something about Ballester where you said, this will be a learning season for them. How much do you think they've learned from Akbar two rounds in? Uh, I think along the way, uh, we have seen uh, Akbar adapt uh, to what he has at his disposal. I, I think uh, the kind of football they tried to play early in the season is not quite the same that you see right now. He has adapted along the way uh, because he has realised at the end of the day, uh, he, he has got to work with what he has. And... Um, 
let's be honest here. The players he has, uh, you really can't. You really can't <laughs> climb up the table with, with the players that they have. I mean, I mean, you just look at this as an example. Uh, I think a couple of matches ago, he 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 put Bruno on the bench. This is your foreigner. This is is one of your four players that's supposed to push your team, you know, to 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 challenge against the better teams in the league. And then you, you're you're leaving Bruno on the bench, which says it all. If you think that your local uh, is is better off playing ahead of your foreigner, then it says it all. And and unfortunately for for Agba, I think Bruno's contract ends at the end of the season. Um, mm. and it might be the last that we see of Bruno. Mm. Uh, and, and again, this might be a, a topic that we talk about later on in the show. But look, if, if you want the Singapore Premier League to be taken seriously, then foreigners like Bruno don't belong in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it was, it was, I think, quite difficult because he was on a two-year contract uh, already when when Amba is here. He had one year running, so I think they couldn't change him. Yeah, but also on on, on the topic of foreigners, I felt. No, Jumbo has always been there. I think he could do something. But uh, I think Kondo is, to me, has always been a question mark. He didn't complete games last year and uh, too young. He's very young, very raw. I, I don't think you can carry a young team with a young foreigner. You know, you need some experience. So so I, I guess that's where certain things didn't work out for them this year. Yeah, and, and I don't but, just want to focus on, on the foreigners. I mean, we talk about the locals that they have. Uh, I, I think in defense they have got more or less uh, the, the right individuals. I think Delwinder, uh, Madu, uh, Amir Hakim, even a, a young boy. I think they are they're more or less okay. But I think it's in midfield where they have problems. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, a couple yeah. of times in the season they have had to play uh, Ignatius Ang uh, in the mm. middle of the park, uh, which goes to show you that you know at the end of the day Akbar doesn't trust what he has at his disposal in, in the center of midfield. Um, and I mean, Cairo will tell you in any league. I mean, uh, you you talk about any league in the world. Your midfield has to you know win you games, and and sometimes your midfield is the reason that that loses you games. And that that has been sorely lacking for 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 Ballester. I mean, you look across the league. Uh, even a team that is underperforming similarly to Ballester, uh, like Geelang, uh, they've got a midfield that you know I think yep. is quite sturdy. Uh, mm. And then you look mm. at Ballester. You know, can you really mm. say that their midfield is good enough for the the Singapore Premier League? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. So Roshan, after everything Kyrule and Deepen has just said to us, do you think Balestia is exactly where they're meant to be at this point, at this stage of the season? I think so. I, I think they are where they have to be with what Akbar has at hand. I think when Akbar came on board, it was always going to be a three-year process. I don't think there was going to be a knee-jerk reaction. Like, so we touched on it, players like Bruno. Yeah, he knew he was on a two-year contract, probably need to ride it out. Yes, a new manager deserves a new canvas. But it doesn't work that way with contracts, with money involved, right? So I think they are. he's made the most of the situation that's been given to him and he's going to make incremental changes. To your point about midfield, we touched earlier, if Young Lions was disbanded, would, would the players find playing time anywhere else? I can name you a few Young Lions midfielders who will walk into Ballester's midfield and, and it's, it's, it's true, we told it is their weakest area of the park and it's difficult for them, right? So all things considered, I think Akbar is doing what he can. But I think long-term... Maybe with Topayo being, I have to touch on the pitch whenever I talk about Belsier. Right? I think that plays a big part. The list of things that Akbar has beyond his control, Topayo is high up there. Topayo Stadium pitch is high up that list yeah, as well. So yeah, I think yeah. all yeah. things considered, they are where they are. They were never going to push for a continental competition spot, right? So it can only get better from here with various different things falling into place. So I think Akbar has earned himself enough time to see out the project that he set out to do. 
I mean, well, Akbar, I think from the start, and I think it's, it's been very well known that he, he said that it is going to be pretty experimental. But what can we expect from Balestia and Akbar for the remaining two rounds, Deepan? Wow, I, I'm not sure much will change, you know, because uh, like I said, you know, he's got to work with the players at his disposal. Uh, I think Madhu has uh, been a quality addition. I think you can already see that. Uh, looking forward to 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 Ballester and, and Tempanese are uh, pretty soon. Uh, I I think um, I I don't see Ballester improving that much. Uh, but like Kairul said, I think Kondo has got to step up. Even Tani Gucci, I think he can do better. I think I think we have yeah. seen better. Uh, Jumbo also has to yeah. step up, and uh, Bruno obviously needs to step up. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they just got to add add more goals from outside the the the, the front three. Uh, I think the rest of them have to got to chip in. One thing I'm quite surprised about is that um, Akbar hasn't really tried uh, Owailun in midfield. Uh, I think we've seen him, you know, do that at, at Warriors. I think Owailun has uh, played at, mm. at, in midfield mm. at Warriors and he worked out quite well. So maybe uh, Akbar will use the remainder of the season to, you know, try to be a bit more innovative. Uh, let's see. Aru, what do you think? Can we expect improvement from the Tigers in the next two rounds? Uh, I, I I would think that the improvement uh, will not be so much on the emphasis on the philosophy, right? I think they, he will be a bit more flexible to include a little bit more directness into the game. So I think the improvement will be on the points. Because to be fair, I, there were games like against Tanjung Paga where Balestier had a very, very good first half. They could have scored goals. Even last game against Geylang, the Japanese... Players, I think three of them had each had one miss or at least two misses, open open misses, right? Where they could have won the game. And so for me, I feel that uh, I think that the players will have to adapt and step up. I think people like Taniguchi, who has often been further forward, now playing slightly lower, must step up into their new roles. Kondo now in a different role where he is asked, uh, he is he is required to give more, so he has, he has to step up. So all in all, I think I think they will they will get points more. I think they will get more points, but uh, they will not forego the philosophy. But I think there will be some uh, adjustments over there. Yeah, so I, I, that's why I think yeah. they have to learn, of course, over the course of the season. So at this point of the season, what rating would you give them? For me, it's a five over ten. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. yeah. Decent. Five over ten. Depend. What about you? Yeah, I, I think you've got to give a five. Uh, can't really say anything lower than five because I don't think uh, we expected much anyway. So I, I would say five. Roshan, rating. I, I'm smiling to myself because I'm afraid like we, we're going up the table, right? So the rating will just go for five. Six. No, hopefully not. There, there, there will be different ratings as the teams that we speak about. But five out of ten seems about right in terms of what Ballester hope to achieve and what they've put out, right? So I think they need time and I think he will get the time and 5 out of 10 seems about right now. All right. Let's move on to the next team in question and that is everyone's favourite, Geylang International, <laughs> who have so far amassed similar number of points to the Tigers so far. They are on 13 with three wins, four draws and seven losses. The Eagles are six on the table and each just slightly on goal difference. So guys, I guess... The main question here is, are we all surprised that Noali is still in a job? Roshan, maybe you want to take this first. Well, through the firecracker right this way. I think, <laughs> I think, I think quite honestly, I think it's been very difficult for Geylang this season. But they've turned it around miraculously with two wins on the trot. And now they find themselves level on points with Ballester, who 
we've spoken about deserve time and all that, right? So, no Ali, when they were in that run, yes, the, the exes were out. In any other league, I feel he would have been under a lot more pressure. But I think he deserves some credit for turning things around. Two results, two clean sheets. Yes, you can say lucky results. Yes, you can say rub of the green. But he's unleashed players like Umar who have paid dividends to his selection, right? So whatever the naysayers may say, I'm surprised No Ali is still in a job, but I'm not saying he deserves the sack now. I think he deserves a stay of execution. And it's not how our league works. We don't chop and change managers during season unless they choose to go to another club or something like that. So I think No Ali will see the season out. He's earned that stay of execution, showing that he can turn things around. You, you know, sorry, just to uh, before anyone chimes in, uh, you know, we, we talk about uh, Akbar and Ballistic culture for how this is the start of a process and, and rightly so I mean because a new guy has come in uh, it's going to take time for the players to understand his ideas but if you actually think about it Geylang are quite similar in the sense no because you're talking about uh, No Ali having almost a new squad to work with so uh, he's got a new squad to work with which means that players will have to learn uh, the way that he wants them to play so in, in some sense it's almost like they are also at the start of a new process. And, and who do you blame for this? I think you've got to blame the, the management because uh, they weren't able to to stick to the same squad and, and try to build from one season to another. Uh, maybe, you know, No Ali had, had a part to play in recruitment as well. But from what I understand, uh, he didn't get his first choices or, or even second choices for most of the, the local players that he wanted to get. Uh, I think Zuzul was his choice. I think Bezakor was his choice. But beyond that, I, I'm not sure if he really got uh, what he wanted. Uh, and I think some of the players, like we talk about Zuzul, uh, a lot was expected from him. Uh, I think he did start the season well, but as, as the games go, you, you start to realise that he's not really fitting into how Noli mm. wants uh, his Geylang uh, forward to play. Uh, I think that's coming under a bit of scrutiny as well. So, your, your, your initial question about, you know, does uh, Noli deserve to be there? Uh, I, I think in this league, it's, it's very hard to say, like I mentioned, you know, because Geylang have not gotten the same score as they did last season. It's almost like a new template to work with. And I think he deserves a bit more time. And, and he's showing that um, in the past few games, they are getting better. Uh, even before these recent wins, I think they played very well against Tempanese. Unfortunately, not to get a win. Uh, played very well for 80 minutes against uh, Young Titans and then lost. I'm sorry, they, they drew the game. So I think he deserves a bit of time. I think these players are starting to gel uh, as the games go by. I think to Deepen's point where Gelang are now starting to look like they're you know, making things work a little bit right now. But at the start of the season and whatever that's happened from the start of the season till this point, we always knew it was going to be difficult for Geylang. But has it even exceeded our expectations, which were already very low from the start, to be honest, Carol? I, I, I want to uh, put the point to Deepan. So when Akbar came in to Belestia, the, prom- the, the idea was something new, a uh, new philosophy. And then you look at the recruitment. And the recruitment were players like, okay, you have established players like Darren, right? But this, but but Darren is this, uh, you know, he got his few caps in Geylang. And then you get uh, Wailun, you know, who is a fringe player at Lion City. And then uh, you have Gareth Lowe, you have uh, uh, Ignatius, you have Adam Hakim. So all these kind of players. And then on the same breath, when we speak about Geylang, right? In goal, you have Zaiful Nizam, right, who's a national goalkeeper. You have uh, Abdil, who has won the AFC Cup with Home United. Faisal Roslan, who was also a starter, right, and then you have Shahe, uh, the left back, who is a, who has always been a regular at, at, at Balestier. 
right? Uh, Tezuka, who was amazing in, 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 with Alberex. Pezacot, a Europa League player. Zuzul, who is banging goals all the way. So now you know, in a way, that this team is more established in the, in the team. So the measure of a coach also is how you get the best out of players. You cannot be too rigid in how you impose a system. Because if you get a certain player, you have to make sure, okay, this is a player that you play to your strength. Right? So if Agba comes in with a philosophy with young players, hey, we can accept that. No, because this is the direction of the club. But for Noali, he has started a project three years ago right, with a group of players that were supposed to be top two in the league. It didn't happen. He had problems with those players and then he's had to work with a new group of players and good group of players. It's not, it's, it's not fringe players. Right? It's good group of players. And, 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 and he struggled. So for me, that, that measure is there. So you, you can't really say that, you know, because these two very, two very different uh, uh, situations. So I, that's why I feel that, you know, yeah, we can give him time, but 11 games is too long, right? Too long for, for a coach to bring out the best of his players. So in that sense, I felt that, you know, for, for, for the question that Farah answered, uh, asked just now, I think he should have gone by the fifth game. And now, okay, stay of execution. I think two games is not enough. If he goes on for another four games, yes, he deserves an, an, a, 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 a good review and an extension of contract. But he got an extension of contract, right, at the point that he didn't win at, at, the, at the tail end of the 11 games, right? So I feel something is wrong over there for him to be given another, another contract. So, but I don't know. Now, since uh, they have a new assistant coach, I, I think this assistant coach will be, uh, Azmi will be, you know, he helps with the morale of the team. So maybe they could go on a good run, you know, the feel good effect on on it. But but as it is, this is what my my stand is. He should have got he should have gone at the end of the eleven games, not get get an, a contract extension for two more years. Yeah. So uh, what was your question, Farah? Before this, <laughs> no. All I asked, as I said, that I mean, at the start of the season, um, we always said that we knew it was going to be difficult for Geelang, right? But has it even exceeded our expectations, which were already very very low for them? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, it exceeded my expectation of how low they could get. 11 games. They started the league out in the bank. They won home United, uh, Lion City. So with that, they could actually bring it, bring the quality, uh, bring the level of the morale of the team. But they went on to go on a slide. Right? So that was unexpected. But now, I don't know. At this point, I still think that they have, they, at this middle point, I think they have uh, under-delivered so much. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that uh, they could things could get better for them. Yeah. Sorry, just just to 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 chime in. Um, I I I totally get Kyrul's point. Um, in terms of uh, at the end of the day, a coach has got to get the best out of his players, <coughs> and I totally agree. Uh, I think uh, if something is not working, especially if you if you've got someone like Zuzu and it's not working, then you've got to try and change it, right, and and see what works best for your team. But look, the reason why I compare Geelang with Belaste is I, I think they're very similar in terms of their squad. Uh, I think if you look at Geelang's bench during the game, uh, and we are talking about No Ali playing a, a high-press kind of play, which means you need to get players who are able to come on and refresh the team. We look at the bench, and, and honestly, mm. as a coach, who do you bring on? Um, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. Uh, I think they've got players like uh, Danish, Sriregar, uh, just players that you know don't really register any sort of uh, thoughts in your mind. So if you are the coach like No Ali, uh, I think your easiest excuse would be, yes, I've got 11 players that can do the do their work for me, but beyond that, what do I have? So no, they, you know, they, had the, they had the opportunity to sign a good player, but they decided to pay $200 for him. So he left, right? So 
where do you put the blame? You know, at the end of the day, is it the club or is it the coach or is it yeah, the, somebody but, but you're, else? You're, you're not expecting No Ali to 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 pay uh, whoever this plays out of his own pocket, <laughs> right? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to look at the management, and the management has a set budget for the of squad, um, mm. and, and clearly it. It is not enough for for a team to challenge in the higher echelons of, of the Singapore mm. Premier League, which is why I think teams like Gelang, Belasir, as long as they work with the budget that they have, then it's very hard to pin the blame on a head coach and say uh, that the team needs to be doing better mm. or they need to be higher up the table. I think they are sort of where they are. I mean, of course, now and then you get uh, something different in the in the sense of like Tanjung Paga, they they punch above their weight. But how often have we seen that over the years? Fair, uh, fair and, for, and for Tanjung Paga, what really worked for them, and I'm sure you'll talk about it later, is that team spirit, uh, which has been pro- perhaps lacking in Gelang. Maybe that I can agree with. But I, I really think sometimes these coaches, they, they work with one hand tied behind their back. And, and that's why I have a bit more of uh, sympathy for, for No Ali than maybe others might have. <laughs> well, Kyrul made his point. Deepan made his point. Raushan, do you want to add on to that? Or I maybe- don't think... Just let us know how you think Geelang will end off with the next two rounds. Quite honestly, I don't think I can add much else between this tasty debate that's just transpired between the two of them. And I, I think both sides have their merits, right? You can be either Cam Noali or Cam against Noali. It's completely fine. That's what football it divides opinions. And I think it's completely fine. Just one thing though, in terms of the players Kairu listed out, yes, they are quality players, but they are not like for like. Abdil... I'm just going to put this out there. It's not the same player that he won the AFC Cup with Home United with. Zaiful Nizam, number one goal, I mean, number one goalkeeper for Geelang. Yes, he's in the national team. In the middle of 11, in that stretch of 11 games, they went winless. He was away at Sea Games. So it's not exactly just the personnel laying out numbers, right? There's much more to it. And I think there are deeper issues at Geelang compared to just No Ali. Maybe changing No Ali alone would not be the fix. And I speak of this as a Manchester United fan. Changing the manager alone is not going to help the club <laughs> at all. And that's how I feel about it. Just quickly, will they turn the season around? They've got two wins in a row. That helps confidence. They have tough fixtures coming up. I see they got Young Lions coming up next. Then they have the uh, Sailors, uh, Haugang and Elbrex on the cut. So... We know how our league works. The gulf is very big. So it'll be difficult for them to keep their winning momentum going, I feel. But if they can keep building something within deep and touch on it, team spirit, then perhaps No Ali can have tangible success for what he's trying to turn around at the club. And if you ask me for a rating, I'll give them for the 11-match winless run. It's We cannot look beyond that just because there's two wins in, in, in recent times. And just like they are level on points with Ballester, I think they'll be level on rating with Ballester as well. So 5 out of 10 for me. Deepen, what about you? Out of 10? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them a, a 5 as well. Uh, I think just where, where they are, uh, up, up where we belong, is that, is that the catchphrase? Uh, <laughs> but I think they are where they deserve to be. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, to, to how it pans out for the rest of the season. I sort of feel like maybe Noali knows this squad better. Uh, and, and to be honest, uh, Zuzul can do better. That, that's for sure. I think we can all agree. So if Zuzu goes on a run again, I think Gelang can can definitely end the season strongly. Kyrule, what about your rating? Three. Three out of ten. Three yeah. out, okay, D- differing yeah. numbers from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. It's starting to get different now. 
Okay, so now we'll see what everyone's rating is going to be for our next team, which is Haogang, a side that we expected so much from this season, but are currently sitting in fifth. They're on 16 points, having won four, drawn four, and lost five. Okay, let's just cut to the chase, right? I feel like we've all been pretty disappointed with them so far. But I think my question here is, have we expected too much from them or is our disappointment warranted because of the business they've done? Because I did a little bit of digging, I mean, from last season, at the same stage, they've played 13. They are on 23 points, having won seven, drawn two and lost four, which really isn't the biggest gulf in difference, is it? So I, have we expected too much from them, Deepan? Uh, I, I don't think we expected too much from them. I, I think if you look at their squad on paper, uh, it's a fantastic squad. Uh, of course, you know, people will point out the obvious, which is that uh, the defence uh, is lacking someone really, uh, really, really good to, to lead them. Uh, but I, I think they have been very disappointing. Uh, and this is really down to, I think, tactics more than anything else. Uh, they've tried to do something a bit different this season and it has not worked out for them. Uh, and I thought that the sooner they realised it and changed it, it would have been better, but they stuck to it for some time. Uh, seems to be changing a bit now, but I'm not sure whether that's going to be the long-term plan. And and look, at, at the end of the day, I think uh, the, the Haogang Hools, uh, the fact that they are disappointed speaks volumes, right? Because this is a, a group of fans uh, who have always been there for the team. Uh, and they still are, but you know, I think they've been very, very disappointed uh, with how the team has been playing. And I, I think we, we, we cannot say that we expected too much from Haogang because like I said, if you look at them on paper, it's a fantastic squad. But, we have to address, they have been very unlucky. Uh, I think in terms of injuries, uh, who has been out, I mean, the latest victim, so as to speak, has been Moritz, right? Uh, and, and and yeah, so you never know, you know, with a full squad, what they could have done. Uh, but Clement and Fedaus, uh, the two men at the helm, uh, they would be disappointed. I think that, that really says everything uh, that you need to know. So, I mean... I think it's pretty fair that Clement and Fredaus have been getting a lot of stick. And I think to your point where you said that they've been trying to do something different and that was probably their downfall for the first um, two rounds of fixtures. Kairul, do you think our disappointment in them is warranted? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because of course I have uh, some players over there also and, and uh, we were excited to at the prospect of, of, of what Haogang could be this year, you know, knowing the players that they have. But to the fact, to the point that we knowing these players, we also know that these players, they are they are roller coaster players. You know, they when when things go well, they go things go their way. Then when things don't well, don't go well, they just give up. You know, they just let go, and it has happened in seasons before, right? So for me personally, I feel like maybe there's some dead woods over there that needs to be cleaned up. You know, Clement just need to needs to take out the whip and you know, depict, uh, do it something like. Like Dohun, go out publicly, go hard on the players who don't perform, go out on the players who don't want to be there, you know, start 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 uh, getting in line and, and, and pushing to one direction. So I think that's that's what Haugang needs to do now. You know, at this mid-season before the before uh, everything is too late. You know? So they, they, they really need put, to put in the discipline, the the the, the proper focus in in, how, in where they want to be. And then let's just work towards it. And if those who don't don't want to be part of it, just get lost. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Roshan? Um, I think they have been disappointing. I think there was inflated expectations based on the players they signed. You touched on it there last season, played 13, 23 points. This season, played 13, 16 points. 
not a massive gal- gulf, but seven points is seven points. And if you plus seven to their tally this season, they'll be much higher up the table. Here's a hot take for you, though. I do think, yes, they've been so unlucky for in- with injuries, but don't. I-, I know I might get slammed for this, but I think the injury to Andre Moritz might have been a blessing in disguise on two fronts. One, that it's not a long-term injury for Andre Moritz, so we will hopefully see him in the SPL again because he's a quality, quality player. We know that. But what I saw based on the last game against the Young Lions, they are playing together as a team. That that front three that we talk about between Sahil, uh, Emireka and Shawal Anwar, they can link up. They they are not your top-tier strikers in Singapore, but they are second-tier. And when they link up, it's a bloody joy to watch. And I think Andre Moritz has not hampered them in any way. Don't get me wrong. I really think Andre Moritz is top, top quality. But sometimes you look for that senior player when he is playing and him stepping out of the team will allow this team to go on a bit of a run, gain a bit of confidence because some of the interchanges in play, yes, against a very bad young Lions side, but it's there. They can do it. They just need to recreate it. And I think it's important that they have a run of games where they gain their confidence again and hopefully finish the season stronger because as much as we've laid into Haugang and their troubles all season long. There are good players there. There's a good coaching mind there in Fridaos. And you would think something has to be cobbled together eventually. And I think Haugang hopefully will do that towards the end of the season. You know, uh, sorry, the, the, the funny thing is uh, um, I had a bit of time uh, earlier this week and I was just looking at uh, Haugang's website. Uh, and, 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 you know, if you if you are going to, to Haugang's website and you look at it, they, they, they still have uh, last year's team as the Singapore Premier League squad uh, on the website, uh, which really tells you everything you need to know about the state of things at, at Haugang at the moment. Um, you know, just just looking at Haugang, because you, when you think of Haugang, you think of a squad that is well-managed, well-run. You would think, uh, yeah. They've got resources. You can see it from the signings that they make. And then you can't do something as simple as your website. Uh, you, you don't have a well all team this season. Uh, something that people talked about, they, they, they announced that they signed uh, a defender by the name of uh, Arthur Jesus, I mm, think. Mm. And then never been addressed. Never yeah. been addressed. Uh, fans were, were, were a bit unhappy about uh, the coaching and uh, the management from Clement and Fudawas. And I understand, and this is from sources within the team, that apparently when they were in the AFC Cup, uh, the, the players came out to, 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 to show their appreciation to the fans that travel, but Clement and Fadawas walked away without uh, anything. So, you see, at the end of the day, you can say that you're a brilliant coaching mind, which is what Fadawas is. We can, can be argued. But, you know, you, you cannot treat the fans this way. I mean, this, these are the fans who have stuck with you all the way. There, there could be another side to this story. Of course, you know, Fadawas might, might feel that, you no, know, this, this bunch of fans have been disrespectful. But this group of fans deserve more. They deserve more from the team. They deserve more from the coach. They deserve more from the club. Uh, and I hope that they, these players deliver uh, now till the end of the season. We've got Idraki coming back. Jordan Vestring is in the team. Uh, so a lot more to look forward to. Uh, and uh, you talk about a brilliant coaching mind. I think Clement and Fadaus have what it takes to turn things around. And, and, I, and I'm hoping towards that. Whether they let, out, let us down again uh, remains to be seen. At least this time we know how to deal with it. But go on, Farah. <laughs> now, so both you and Deepan have said that you hope that they will end the season on a high and continue this. But can they, can we expect an improvement from how, for Haugang for the next two rounds, Cairo? Yeah, I, I think so, uh, provided things are, are, are in place. Yeah? So I, 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 hope, I hope there's unity in the direction of the club. 
right? Again, like I said, you no, know, Haugang has always been a bottom club, right? And they have always behaved like a bottom club. If you're a bottom club, you will behave like bottom club, uh, like what uh, Depan has just mentioned. You know how he how they how they have their social media, how they be, react to players, how they react to 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 opponents, everything. You know, but but now after finishing at a higher level in the third place and second uh, third place in the last two times in the last few years you have to know that you are elevated now you are a big club you want to be a big club you have to behave like a big club right when players don't come on time you find them and you do it properly you know if they are not good enough at the end of the season you don't give them a contract right so so we have one good club like the LCS now where they're doing all those things and players are all in line no play if players over there you talk to them they will be like okay we have to do this this is my responsibility i'll take care of myself you know i stay home i stay home at 10 pm i do not go out for dinner but 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 on 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 a club like Haugang, no people there are players you know still going out after midnight eating this and eating that no so these are the kind of things that you have to clamp down you have to curb so these are the kind of things that brings down the the performance of a team Look, so no sorry, matter uh, yeah. just want to ask Kyrul this question uh, do do you feel there is a case of uh, too many uh, chefs at at Haugang United Oof. uh at the end of the day Clement is the head coach yeah. Uh, mm. Fadawa seems to be the one leading trainings yeah. and 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 sometimes yeah. even tactics mm. from from hearsay. And then mm. you've mm. got Big Marco uh, mm. at the club. You've got the Japanese mm. assistant that came in. Mm. Uh, mm. Is that a problem? Yeah. So from what I heard, you know, so so I I I got worried also when there were there's, there was Hyrule, there's Marco, there's Fidaus, there's Yuki, there's Clement, right? Because I thought that they were all big personalities and uh, all uh, able to be head coaches at least three of them able to be head coaches yeah. even even robert the team manager has an a license right so so i i i went went but as i went along i realized that they have mutual respect even marco to fidaus they are always speaking clement also has a lot of respect to fidaus so and always uh, the the 11 is decided by clement it's not decided by anybody else So so I do not see that part it's just that I feel uh, that some players over there uh, they've been there too long right mm. they've been there too long uh, banyak lemak ah mayu cakap ah <laughs> banyak lemak already right so so, so uh, this is where I feel that these deadwoods are the problem you know mm. like players like for example I haven't seen Faisal for the longest time I don't know where he is right <laughs> is he playing or is he not you know 3 years ago he was one of the starters Right, mm-hmm. but then he's disappeared. And how can you go from a starter and that suddenly disappear? Did he not work hard in training, or does he not deserve, or he just doesn't want to get involved anymore? Right. Uh, so I, I don't. So, so sometimes this kind of players, you 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 think about it. Uh, I I have a lot of I I hold uh, Afik in high high regard also. No, and and uh, and even when Charlie was around, and I felt Afik was better than Charlie Mitchell. But he didn't play, and then uh, this year also not featuring so much. When in fact, Kaishu and Kiki are not that excellent also in midfield. Mm. I think Afik could use, uh, could he could be used there. But how? Why isn't he playing? So maybe there, there are, I don't know. Maybe some are not just interested anymore, just happy being on the bench. So this is the the thing. If you want to be a championship team, someone who, so a team that fights for the title, you have to have a championship mentality. So if you do not have, and you still have have players like this in the team. Then that's a problem, right? It's, it's a good I mean, point that, that Kairo raised uh, about Kiki and uh, Kaishu. So so disappointing this yeah, season. Yeah, uh, in the middle of the pump. 
Yeah, I think I think we have seen Kiki play play very well for Malaysia. We've seen what Kaishu can do. Uh, mm. and and yeah, it's been so far off the levels. And 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 sometimes you've got to question yourself. Uh, these Albrex players when they come in, you know, they come in with a, a lot to prove. They they, mm. they want to earn a contract. Uh, and it goes to Kairou's point. At the end of the day, some of them become too comfortable, and I think that's what Kaishu is at the moment because he's got a contract there. Uh, he's earned a contract to be at an SPL club, uh, and I think he's just comfortable. Yeah, I don't think he's really challenging himself anymore. Mm, mm. Uh, and then, and then we have got people uh, online talking about how Kaishu should play for the national team. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have Shao over there. We don't need Kaishu. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, every time we talk about Hagang, we have so much to say. So very quickly. Rating out of 10, just give me a number. Deeper, you go first. Ah, uh, because I expected so much from them, and this could be my own issue. Ah, uh, I'll base it on my expectations. I'm going to give them a two. Oof. Kai rule. What about you? Three for me. Three. See, yeah. Rashan is going down. It's not going up. <laughs> What about you? Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to match Kai rule on this. Like we're playing poker or something. Three for me. It's uh, <laughs> it's. I I I'm basing this on deepest justification as well. I expected so much. You look at that squad, and it's been a damn squib basically the season. So three. Hey, don't forget we 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 thought that Hawkeng would push Sailors uh for the title this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the only thing they are pushing is my blood pressure up. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> we really did expect so much from them. Another side which we probably expect expected more from as well. Tampines Rovers, 12 games in, their fourth place on 18 points, one five drawn three, lost four. Let's begin with the AFC Cup. It was a little bit of a disappointment, no, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I would, th- I would think a uh, massive disappointment. Um, we talked about the nice. AFC. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about the AFC Champions League uh campaign right last season, and and we thought that ah, don't worry, they'll learn from this, and you know they'll be better. No, they didn't learn. Uh, I I mm. I think you talk about performances. I I I think it wasn't good enough. Uh, even the makeup of the squad. I I. I I'm not sure whether you guys felt it, but there was disappointment on the ground almost when the the, the news was coming out of the signings and then people were like saying that's all, like mm. they expected more, right? Because uh, I think what uh, Desmond said at the end of last season was that oh, uh, we learned and and we realized that uh, you know this squad wasn't good enough for the Champions League and all. So yeah, that that is a bit of a of a worry, but I think at the end of the day, you cannot look past the fact that uh, they are planning for the future, right? We've got Shah coming in, Joel coming in. Uh, I think Reza Reski is, is coming back to to mm. the club, so a lot to look forward to. So it's very hard to be negative about about Tampines at the end of the day, but we have trusted the process for some time now. And and what are we trusting actually? What what yeah, is the end yeah. goal? Farah, if I can just chime in here, I want to ask Kairul this because we talk about trusting the process and stuff like that, right? Deepen touched on it. There it looks like they learned nothing from the Champions League based on the AFC Cup performances. Is that a problem of a? Coach believing too much in his philosophy and forcing it, rather than being a bit more streetwise, you know, street smart and learning from the mistakes. What do you think? Uh, from Champions League, I mean, last year, I mean, we took we Dipan uh, spoke about Geylang not getting the support of players eh, from the management and getting the the players that they get. Similarly, Tampines is at, 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 at the same level. You know, I think. Uh, verbally, I think the management supports Gavin 100% Whatever you do, okay. But financially, he's not getting the support, mm. so he's getting these kind of players. Uh, so for me, uh, I totally blame 
the 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 management on this because you know you're going into a Champions League se- uh, Champions League season, right? You must 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 make must make sure you you uh, get quality players into the team, and the after effects of that is 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 horrendous because the whole season after that the, the whole uh, games after that they were they were struggling, right? And uh, it took so long for them to recover, right? So I think for 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 me is. You know, yes, you can have Gavin, and I think Gavin is a coach. You know, okay, No Ali is a tactical coach, mm. right? That's why I expect more from him that he can bring out the best of his players. Gavin is a philosophical coach. He's Guardiola, right? No matter what, he will do the same things he do, and I, I judge them based on this. So I would, I would, I, I don't mind Gavin failing, even, even with his philosophy, because his philosophy is correct. Right, mm. I mean, not not say correct. I think he's he's true. His through his philosophy, he understands what he wants to do, and he will do it. You no, know? but no, Ali is a tactical coach, so he works a, a, around uh, tactics. He 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 works like a chess. It like it's a chess game. Not everything is about us imposing our tactics. Sometimes we work a, around the tactics. So it's totally different, right? So to me, that's why like Agba and Gavin is very close in terms of how they want to approach. It's about their philosophy and and getting it. So that's why for me is I would blame the management because you know you got a coach that is who has this philosophy and you must back him up with the players that can he can he can do it with at least to challenge at Champions League level, right? Uh, so but he 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 doesn't do that. They don't do that. So I blame the management on this. Mm. And so the gulf is too big. We can understand and uh, uh, I cannot fault Gavin because he he is how he is. Yeah. So you say the gulf is too big. What are then the realistic targets for Tampines in 2022? Would it be AFC Cup qualification again? Oh, for for we talk, we talk about Champions League before, but if AFC Cup, I felt that it was a disappointment, right? Because okay, of course they, he didn't have the players even for AFC Cup, but at the same time, I think I thought he could have done more, right? Mm. I think the team could have been set up a little bit better to manage both. Like I said at that time, KL was struggling. Uh, in even in the league and and mm. PSM Makassar, I know Indonesian football. That is a lot of Liga Dua Division Two level players because PSM is having a lot of financial problems, right? So they have a lot of a lot of issues with players. Uh, their top players have gone. Their unpaid salaries. So that's why I thought at least they could have one win, right? I think they could. They only need one win and a three-one win or something to qualify, right? And if if they couldn't do that, then it's it's really disappointing. Uh, so that that's that. I mean, I didn't think that is a rollover effect from the Champions League. The Champions League was over, but this this period, I think, is a total disappointment going ahead. I think uh, they could do more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, Kairul about about Kevin. Uh, I think uh, my wish is really one day for Kevin to be given the resources because uh, I I bring you back to the game against. The sailors uh, early on in the season when uh, mm. uh, the Lion City sailors ended up with a one nil victory. I believe stole a one nil victory. I believe is the yeah. Yes, yeah. stole the stole yeah. the victory. Yeah. I think it was from the penalty spot, if I'm not wrong, a dodgy penalty that they got. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Tampines outplayed sailors in that game, and and you think about it, this is what Gavin is doing with the team that he has at his disposal. And you are talking about a centre back who I don't really rate in Shuya Yamashita. I think he's I think Tampines can do far better than him. Uh, the rest of their, their defense line is basically a, a young one, right? Ryan Sanizal, I don't think mm. he is really ready yet. He, he might have got a national call-up, but I personally don't think he's ready. Irfan Najib has been disappointing since he 
came into the fold. You know, at, at first when he stepped into the scene, everybody expected a lot from him. I expected a lot from him. A bit yeah. disappointing. Uh, Adam uh, Adam Rifty has been has been uh, I would say he has been good, but again very young. Uh, Amrul Haikal also very young. So he's working with I don't want to say babies, right? But but really he's working with players yeah. who have just come into the fold, uh, and he's able to do that. So I I really wish that one day Gavin is given the resources, and whether it's going to be at Tampines or not, we don't know. Uh, but I I believe that Gavin has a bright future, and I I am sure I'm not alone in wishing for that. Uh, just another thing I want to talk about also is the is the foreigners, right? I think Kyoga has been has been all right. I think I think we have seen better, but Memerovic, I think, uh, we have seen better for sure. I I think he's been a, he's been a bit disappointing. Uh, he stood up in in some matches, but overall, if you, if you consider his performances, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's been great. And and he's he's another one I believe was given a five year contract. Yeah. Uh, and and could it be the the thing that Carol talked about uh, with Haugang, you know, players becoming comfortable. Uh, you know, having something that that has been given to them, and and of course, Memanovich deserves to to stay in the Singapore Premier. I think his quality, but the performances have dropped a little. So if Tempenis, if Gavin can get the best out of Memanovich again, Boris has been firing in the goals. Uh, Kyoga just got to get a level up higher. Shuya, I don't think he has that level to get to, but but overall, this attacking place, I think they can do more, and I think Tempenis have a, have a good chance to be uh the second best local side after uh, the Sailors, if possible. Roshan, do you agree with Deepan on that? If you were Gavin, what would your expectations be for the second half of the season? No, 100%. I agree with both Deepan and Kairul wholeheartedly that Gavin deserves massive credit for what he believes in and what he sets out to do. Deepan name-checked the whole host of defenders who are young, babies who he's working with. He also deserves massive credit for reinventing Christopher Van Huizen who suddenly yep. in the national team set up. Out of nothing, the guy didn't have a club at the back end of last season. Rumors had it he was going to leave football. Now he's a man reborn at right back, putting in industrious performances. And that goes down to good coaching. And you, we, we would effuse over it if it happened in Europe. I think Gavin deserves massive credit for turning a player's career around like that. And that is an example of the brilliant coach that he can be and he deserves to be. And I expect, yes, AFC Cup disappointment, okay, but it's out of the way now. They can push on and hopefully finish the next two rounds a bit stronger. There is cup competition coming along and maybe, you know, cup competition, anything can happen and hopefully Tampines can build from here. I know financially they are not best placed perhaps and that's weighing the team down, weighing Gavin down. But I think it's in good hands under a manager like Gavin who has a whole idea of how he wants his team to play. You know, I, I, I wonder what has happened to uh, Shami Azik. Uh, I think uh, he, he was brought in at the start of the season and I thought he would be one of your options at, at wing back at least. Mm. Uh, not seen anything of him. Uh, another player that hasn't really been playing is Iman Hakim. Uh, had a really good season in Albrecht a couple of years ago, uh, suddenly out of favour. Uh, even Mark Ryan Tan, I thought he had a bit of a breakthrough last season and then suddenly mm. now he's been on the bench quite a lot. Uh, so yeah, I think another problem with Tampines is the fact that they have been using very similar 11s week in and out. Um, perhaps a refresh is needed. But like I said earlier, uh, I'm not criticizing uh, Desmond. You know, I I think he has done what is possible under his arm. But I think uh, in terms of looking forward, players like Joel, Shah Shahira, yeah, 100%. Uh, Reza Reski, so much to be excited uh, about if you're a Stampanese fan. Roshan, I'll come to you first. Rating time. I know you're all about Gavin Ball. Number. I I, I like watching Stampanese play. I do like Gavin a lot. I would give it. Um, having said all that, I'll give it a. Uh, 6 out of 10. I just think 
we touched on it, Deepan touched on it, they can be the second best Singaporean team in the league. They've proven that they can be the second best Singaporean team in the league. Have they been the second best Singaporean team in the league this year? Tanjung Baga fans will disagree and I disagree as well. And that's why probably I give them a 6 out of 10. Kyrol, rating? 10, 6. 6 for me. I got shocked, 10, 6. Deepan? <laughs> uh, I, I think I'll go for a 7. Uh, having said all that about Tampanese, uh, if you look at the table, they're not far off Tanjung Paga, I believe. Uh, they've got a couple of games in hand. So, um, if they do win that, then they would be the, the second best local side after uh, after the Lions. Killing me with the maths. <laughs> they, they used to call me a math wizard. But, but I mean, yeah, like, like at the end of the day, I think that would be... Uh, I'm not sure if, if you would agree with me, but I think it's surpassing expectations. Uh, we have said that Tampines would be the second best local side after Sailors. I'm not quite sure. So, but again, this is all hypothetical, right? They haven't actually won the games in hand. Uh, but I'm going to give them a seven. I think it's just ab- above what I I thought they would do. All right, very interesting, guys. Well, next up, a side who has really impressed us in more ways than one so far this season. I, I don't want to say this, but I feel like they're every neutral's favourite at this point. At the midway mark, Tanjong Paga United sitting pretty in an AFC spot, currently on 22 points, 14 games in. They've won six, drawn four and lost four. Now, the start to 2022 really caught most of us off guard. Uh, I have to say, definitely me as well. But two successive defeats in the recent weeks, which is a one-year loss to Geelang and then their 6 nil thumping to the Lion City Sailors. Is it fair to say we think that the bubble has burst there at over Tanjung Paga? Sorry, sorry. Be- before we talk about whether the bubble has burst, I just want to address uh, at the start of the season, every one of us, every single one of us, you know, wrote them off. Uh, I'll, I'll speak, on, uh, speak uh, on, on my behalf first. Uh, look, I, I've when you make predictions, right? I mean, you base it off something, you base it off gut feels. Uh, and I based it off my own gut feel at the point of time. And, and from the signings that they made, uh, Mirko Sujic, who... Um, the fact that they didn't really refresh the squad and brought in uh, the old Dan Bennett. So so I feared for them. And, you know, when you make a prediction like that and when it falls flat on your face, you've got to put your hands up. And kudos to Tanjung Paga for that. I I, I think clearly. Uh, and the funny thing is, uh, some of the players remind me about my predictions each time, each time <laughs> I, I, I'm there at Jerome East. I mean, not too long ago, uh, I think on the weekend that, that Tanjung Paga won uh, a game, I'm not sure which game it was, I was out on, on my own and I was I insta-storied me, uh, insta-storied myself eating a, a good meal and then Blake was on my case saying, are you celebrating our win or what? So, <laughs> so I, I mean, again, this is fair, right? We make a prediction, we, we, we get it wrong and they have every right. But where has it come from? And I think it's come from greed, desire, hunger. All these players and the coaching staff, they have got that about them. Uh, it's not so I much that they wanted to... I think it's the mentality as well that you touched Yes, on. yes exactly. Maybe we, maybe we got under their skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you never know, right? Uh, I, I don't want to mention names, but uh, several years back, uh, there was a particular coach in the in the SPL who was a head coach in the SPL at the time who actually printed uh, a local publication that printed them to end uh, the season bottom of the table and he mm. put it up in the in the dressing room uh, for all the... As motivation. Yeah, it's motivation. But uh, uh. Uh, funnily enough, they didn't end the season bottom. They ended second bottom. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> whatever works lah, uh, to, to avoid the, 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 the wooden spoon, so as to speak. Mm. But Tanjung mm. Paga, really, I, I think my, my head, I take my head, I don't, I'm not wearing a head, but I take my head off to them. Uh, they have really, really, really big quality. I mean, uh, you, when you look at Tanjung Paga, some people have this very wrong impression that they 
uh, they, they park the bus and just sit back and they soak up. Yes, for some for for some games they do that. Uh, but some of their wins have been quality wins. Uh, I, I remember the game against Tampines, especially, uh, and, and they have shown quality. Uh, and really, kudos to the coaching staff for that. Uh, I asked the question to to Cairo earlier about whether too many uh, chefs spoil the broth at at Haogang, but that clearly hasn't been the case at Tanjung Paga uh, because of a very good synergy amongst the the coaching staff. So, Cairo, do you think after what Deepan has said, can we expect Tanjung Paga to keep this up for the second half of the season? I think yes. Uh, not not keep up as how they went through the first round. I wouldn't think so, right? But I would think that they would still uh, get get more results than more points than in the game. They will get more points than they won't get big points. Yeah, but of, of course, at the same time, no, Stepan. I I I I see that you you seem to the uh, what you said seem to be like a disclaimer. But you know where we are now. You know, any time we can always always do uh, predictions, and we we can never say right. For all you know, for the next half of the season, Gelang takes eleven wins and 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 two losses, and Tanjung Paga takes eleven uh, losses and two wins again. Yeah, but for me, uh, at this point, I just think that Tanjung Paga has stabilized. I think the organization, I think the key for Tanjung Paga has always been the tactics in organized organization. I think that has has allowed them to build a base on how they want to play. If they want to go out to play a little bit, they are able to play a little bit. If they want to totally be counter-attacking with Rio, they can do that. So, with this base, I think, you know, it's very hard for them to suddenly crumble already because they already understand what they are, uh, how they want to play. So, I, I do not see them crumbling. Not, neither do I see them keeping up their, their, their amazing form. So, I think they'll go on a little dip, but it will still secure them a good end to the season. Hey, look, I, I think, I think. sorry, when, when you look at Tanjung Paga, if, if I was in charge, I would tell them, you know, reserve a bit of energy. You've got the mm. Singapore Cup coming up uh, yeah. at the end of the season. You know, who knows, Tanjung Paga could, could, could do something in the Cup. And, and I hear uh, that Shakir Hamza is, uh, you know, not close can, to return, yeah, but he's yeah. doing his react work. Everything is going quite well. Uh, Shaki Hamza coming into that back line, you know, really, really strengthens them. I rate Shaki Hamza so highly. Uh, and, you know, Tanjung Pagan really could do something in the cup. So, in the league, I mean, especially, you know, uh, Cairo talked about them going on a deep. I, I do also probably uh, see that happening because at the end of the day, Tanjung Pagan, the way they play, they, they put a lot of energy into their, their game plan. Uh, and it's not something that you can expect them to do week in and week out. Uh, but I've enjoyed watching Tanjung Paga so, so, so much this season and they've been a breath of fresh air uh, uh, to the Singapore Premier League. You and me both depend. But Kairo, I just want to go to your point of you saying that you hope that, you know, they would... Sec- uh, I think with Tanjung Paga, we all want to see them secure a good end to the season. But what is a good end to the season for them? Would it be AFC Cup qualification? Yeah, AFC Cup. AFC Cup. Anything, uh, I mean, both... Third and fourth would mean uh, that they have done really well. Mm. No, at the end of the day, if I I I I am well informed enough, I think Tampines, Tanjung Paga, Balestier, Geylang, they are all about on the same budget. Mm. To be honest, right? So they actually uh, deserve to be thereabouts, right? So, but but Tanjung Paga having been re- reinstated only two years ago. Uh, having started on the second year of a th- three-year project. So if they get onto AFC this year, I think it's a big achievement also. Yeah. If Tanjung Paga hold on to their third place uh, and come end of the season, uh, Hazrin doesn't win coach or 
the year. I, I'm yeah. not covering Singapore football again, man. Oh, right, wow. Just no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Singapore football can bear that. So, but, but then again, we have seen. Are. We have seen weirder things happen at the FPS Awards, yeah. So, of course, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> All right, Raushan. Before we go to ratings, I want to have. I want to hear your opinion. I mean, on the pod, we've said it multiple times, especially towards the start of the season. We just didn't think that Tanjung Pagar were going to keep it up, but week after week, they just keep surprising us, right? So, what have you thought of Tanjung Pagar so far? And do you think they can keep it up and secure the AFC Cup spot, which I think that's what they're looking for, right? I I don't think honestly I can top what Kairul and Deepan have said, and week on week I've said the same thing about Tanjung Pagar. All I can say is we talked about how gang that complacency Tanjung Pagar the antithesis of that. Everything that is wrong at that club is being done right at this club, and to think. Three years into a project of being restarted, I think Alam Shah said it on the final whistle on the podcast some time ago about how it was also last minute, also haphazard. And to think where they are now, I mean, honestly, we give players like Blake, we give players like Farid's credit all the time. I want to single out each and every member of that coaching team who've made this possible, and I think that's why they will finish strongly this season. Yes, we talk about. A wobble, yes, we talk about their bubble bursting. Maybe the bubble won't be so big, but the bubble will remain intact, and I think they'll ride it out this season. And I honestly hope, for the sake of Singapore football, they are what you want. That's why they relate, not because oh they go on a fairy tale run. Therefore, they're everyone's favorite neutral team. They can relate to a common man, as much as LCS bring in the fans and whatever. Not you can't relate to them. You know what I mean? It's it's a different level. Like everybody is. No aware that they are different level, but Tanjung Paga, it's a common level. It's nice to see that good coaching, good attitude, good determination, right people in the right places gets you places. And I think long may it continue for Tanjung Paga. And I am not going to be like deeper and say if they don't finish third, I'm going to stop covering Singapore football and all that. But let's just say, hey, I hope, sorry, uh, just to get get it correct, I'm not saying that I will not cover Singapore if they don't finish third. I'm saying. If, if they, they finish it and Hazrin doesn't, doesn't get there, okay, okay, okay. But all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure decision makers are listening to this. I'm pretty confident of that. So whoever you are, we don't want to lose Deepen, but we also want, we also more importantly, we want credit given to merit based on merit, and I hope that happens this year because they deserve massive credit, honestly. They definitely do. So rating time, Roshan. I'll come to you first. I'm expecting a pretty high rating for this one across across the board. So Roshan, what, 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 what gave it away? But anyway, if we talk about if we based on the assumption that Haugang had high expectations, they fell flat, and I gave them a three. Similarly, I had low expectations, and this team here had far exceeded my expectations. I'm gonna go out on a whim and give them an eight point five. Deepen, go on. Oh, now go point five all. I I I give them a, a nine. Uh, fantastic. Uh, and long may it continue. Karu, a nine for me also. Yeah, nine. Mm. Well, as expected, pretty high ratings there for the Jaguars, guys. I know time has absolutely flown by, but we are now down to our top two. Albrecht's up next. Not sure how often they've been the chasers over the years, but the White Swans, 13 games in, they are on 28 points with 8 wins, 4 draws, and just the one loss to their name. Now, they went through a little bit of a wobble with 4 draws uh, early on in the season, but since then, 6 wins on the spin, 22 goals caught, including a win to cut the Sailors' lead at the top. Fair to say Yoshinaga is working his magic now? Kairul? Yeah, so... 
uh, I've always had a lot of respect for Coach uh, Coach Kazu, and uh, true enough, you know. So when we when we think that uh, he's no longer, he took a break from Singapore football for a while, and he came back. You you think whether he still has it? No, because he would be working with youths and uh, in Japan. But of course, of course, the youths in Japan are of the same standard here of Albirex. But we think that maybe he has lost it a little. I'm not say lost it, but you know, uh, rusty, rusty. Yes, of course, yeah. rusty. Yes, correct. Yeah, but he's showing now that he still has it, right? And maybe also uh, the fact that he didn't get the national team job would spur him on to do much better. Mm. Also, uh, so but but. Again, uh, I I feel that you know this team is not as talented as the ones that we have seen over the years, right? Uh, but coach has always been able to do uh, his magic recipe to get teams improving and improving and be able to to perform. So I I've been impressed in the last few games, in the last run of games that he has he has managed, and uh, I think that they will continue after this, be, uh, going from strength to strength, and. If that's the case, then of course we are on course for uh, exciting for an exciting uh, end of the season race. So I hope that this can go on, right, for the sake of entertainment uh, for the league. Yeah, I do want to ask because you said you've been impressed, right, with how they've done so far. But the one person who never seems to be impressed is Yoshinaga himself. I feel like week after week, post match, every time he's being asked if he's impressed or what he makes of the performance, he always says. He's not impressed and it's not good enough. Especially, I think the last one against Tampines, he said that was their worst performance ever mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that. He's yeah. just never impressed. Is that a sign of a true champions mentality then? Yeah, I think so. And then, and, and and like I mentioned before, like you know, I I like Clement. Clement is a, a a fatherly figure, a gentleman. But I feel that if Clement had a little bite in him and and, and mm. put it out, yeah, uh, 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 put it out in public and say that no, Haugang hasn't been good enough. I think the boys has to have to work their their ass off for this. And I think then the players will then suddenly sit up and 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 do it. wake up. And we have yeah wake up and uh, we have seen it with Kim Dohon and we've, we've seen it with uh, King uh, Coach Kazu, right? So so this is something that you know it's always inbuilt. Someone who is not. Uh, happy, not, not contented. You know, he wants the perfection. This is a, a trait of a champion, and of course, Japanese being Japanese, also it's also a trait of theirs, right? So I, I, I think this is uh, going to be exciting because it's going to be fiery. I think even when uh, the next game when Lion City plays plays uh, Albirex, when Albirex, it's more, there's more at stake, right? Because it's going to be the last few game. Mm. I think it's going to be fiery even on the on the bench uh, when that happens. Yeah. Deepan, I will come to you first, but I will come to you next. But Roshan, I'll come to you first. I feel I'm pretty sure at the start of the season you said that you weren't expecting a lot. Of, I, no, I, he I didn't say he didn't expect. He said that, uh, more or less, <laughs> without using the word flop, he said that they wouldn't be a, a good team this year. Well, so that's that's the last time Deepan. <laughs> he's got to he's got to apologize first to 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 Albrex. That's the last time Deepan's so coming on this spot. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jokes aside, hundred percent, I stand by it. I did say that. And they've proven me absolutely wrong. What I'm watching in front of my eyes is is a joy to watch. Honestly, Kairul touched on it. They may not be man for man the most talented squad they have, but boy, do they come together as a team. And I think that deserves massive credit. It comes down from King Kazu, Coach Kazu, King Kazu. He probably deserves the title king. Because <laughs> you talk about coming out post-match and saying the team is not good enough last time out. I recall last year, he wasn't at the helm. Huh? 
But I think they drew one all against LCS and there were some wild celebrations. He tweeted saying that's not good enough for this team. And that itself shows you that he doesn't need to be in the job. Can you imagine what he's doing now to these boys when he's in the job? And I think, I think honestly, I take my... Deepan took his imaginary hat off a while ago for a team. I'll take my imaginary hat off now and tell you that Albrecht have come together to be part of this title race and have done it excellently well. And I don't think it's just King Kazu. We talk about the manager needing good management. The signing of Ilhan Fandi, in the years gone by, they haven't signed top-tier Singapore youths. They've signed youths who've gone there to then learn something from the system. Who they've got now, it was boiling for a long, long while. It was teased in the season preview. Now we see it right in front of our eyes, what Ilhan can bring to this team. And it's Tadunari Lee who's missing from that team now due to injury. I don't think they're missing him very much. And it's not just down to Ilhan, of course, but he's fitting like a glove into that team. And I think all that coming together at the right time for Elbrecht bodes very, very well for neutrals observers like us who are in for exciting title race. Deepan, as promised, coming to you now, I feel like last season, we all enjoyed that title race. Can we expect the same this season, especially the second half of the season? Uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, and I do think they, they, they will push Sailors all the way. Uh, but you, you have to talk about the direct matchups, right, that, that Kyrule talked about uh, when these two face off each other again. Uh, if Sailors win, you know, both games or force a draw, then... You can't even win one at the moment, though. Yeah, but... but yeah, they, which they haven't, right? I mean, Sailors have never won uh, Elbrecht. In the league, yes. In, yeah. in the league, yeah. yeah. So, you, you talk about that and then if they are not able to to win, and then that, of course, there will be a problem. But if the Sailors mm-hmm. can force a draw in those two games, do you really see Sailors dropping points elsewhere, though? Like, that that, that hasn't been the case. I mean, other than the, the, the Geelang uh, loss, uh, I think Sailors, when it comes to Elbrecht, almost seems like a confidence issue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the, the real uh, problem is, but I mean, you look at the squad, they're they are full of quality. So, you, you have to think that they are still favourites for the Game 3 and Game 4 in the, in the Singapore Premier League uh, to come. Uh, but going back to Albrecht, I think look at the players uh, that uh, Kazu has at his, at his disposal. Uh, quality players, I, I think uh, I did mention uh, a few of them at the start of the season. Uh, could have gone wrong, but really, I think they've all stepped up. Uh, Kan Kobayashi uh, is a joy to watch. Uh, Daichi Omori on the left flank. And then suddenly now they have Idetsu on the, on the right flank uh, from fullback. Uh, really, really good players to watch. I, I actually thought that they'll be a bit lightweight in defence, uh, but they have coped not, not too bad and, and I do think that they will push uh, Sailors all the way or rather, uh, I hope so, at least as a Singapore Premier League fan. You've mentioned all these players and I feel like a special mention should be given to Tanaka because what about him? I mean, fair to say Max Lestian has hogged all the headlines and we'll speak about him a little bit later. But what about Tanaka, Roshan? Part of that list of players you mentioned who've stepped up and I know Deepan touched on these Elbrex players coming to this league and having to prove a point, but he's definitely gone out and proved the point. I mean, just look at the hunger he shows and it's all, again, I don't think it's a superstar. It's part of a bigger thing and I think that's what Tanaka deserves massive credit for, for, for playing his part in what is a very well-oiled Elbrecht's machine and it's been an absolute joy to watch. I, I again, take off my imaginary hat. Well, guys, I think it's fair to say that we all want to see the title race go down to the wire again. But now, time for our rating for Elbrecht's deeper. Maybe you want to go first out of 10? Um, I would give them a 8. Uh, so far, I think they've done 
very well this season. Carol. Seven and a half. Now everybody's going with the house. <laughs> I, I, I will give them an eight. I think it's it's how he's turned things around. We touched on it there that not getting the Singapore job for Yoshinaga, perhaps that's going to, if he needed it, fire in his belly because I already think his belly is on fire. So now there's even more impetus to go out and prove decision makers out there, right? So I think easily an eight for me. All right, and finally, at the top, your defending champions, Lion City Sailors. They're six points clear at the top, 30, with 34 points, having won 11 games, drawn one and lost two. Now, no side has caught more goals than them with 43, and no side has a better defensive record, having conceded just 11 so far. So, basically, best goal difference so far. Now, of those 43 goals scored, a certain Kim Shin Wook has got 11 in the league, and a brace as well in the community shield. And yet, there are sections of fans who have been let's say, unimpressed by the South Korean strikers' contributions so far, like Marcus Lam, who submitted this rant to us. So let's have a listen. For this week's SPR podcast, I'd like to talk about the flop of the season. One player particularly to me was a very disappointment. And before I review his name, let me tell you some background info about him first. He came over for a free transfer from Shanghai Shenghua and signed a three-year contract. And his name is Kim Shin-wook. Yes, Kim Shin-wook. Let me tell you why he's the flop of the season. He will always like to play forward, wait for the ball to come to him, and he will score. But during the Blaster Kausa match, Kim Shin Wook was in the deeper position, more into midfield. I wonder is it because this was the coach's instruction given to him to stay more backwards? Another problem with him that I have is his height of 198 meters. Because of his height, the Sailors players who want to use the advantage and try to do high ball. So during that outbreak Higata match in round one, you can see that the, the Sailors, the defense, all the midfield players try to cross to put the ball high in the air so they can hit it in, but it was unsuccessful. May I know your thoughts on this? And thank you for listening. All right, guys, I guess the question here is, do we agree with Marcus? Deepen, do you want to take this? Um, look, I, I think some people have used the word flop. Uh, I think that's not fair at all. Uh, I don't think he has been a flop, but I, I think he has been disappointing because uh, we had a lot of expectations. Uh, this is Kim Shin Wook that you're talking about, right? I mean, one of the most high-profile players that has come uh, to the Singapore Premier League in, in, in recent times. And so, so everybody would have thought that you know he would be a clear winner in the, in the Golden Boot uh, race, and that he will really up the level for the Lion City Sailors. But um, I think it has been a mismatch of expectations. I, I think uh, when when you look at numbers alone, right? I think he has about twelve goal contributions. I believe it's eleven goals and one assist in fourteen Singapore Premier League appearances. Can you really complain though? I mean, I mean he has lived up to the goals end of it. Uh, of course, you know. People would have thought uh, that it would be more, but 
this is only the midway mark of the season. I, I, he could very well end up still being the top scorer, right? Because uh, the chances cre- created by Lions City Sailors in each game, he can score a hat-trick in one game, a hat-trick in another game, and then suddenly he's uh, in front of Boris. So uh, I, I think we've got to to be a bit patient. Another thing I wanted to talk about, and this one maybe Kairou can chime in, Kim Shin-wook ha- has been you know playing around the globe, so as to speak. Uh, he was in China previously, of course, played in the South Korean League. And more or less, these these countries they they play on grass pitches. Uh, at the end of the day, I think people don't really understand the differences when uh, a player like that moves to uh, a league where we play a lot on artificial pitches. Uh, and I think that has an effect. Uh, not not in terms of just game day, but your recovery. And sometimes you look at Kim Shin Wook; he appears not to be at hundred uh, percent. And I, and I don't have the insight on this. Uh, I, I don't know whether he is not fully fit, whether he has other niggling injuries. Uh, but he doesn't seem to be at 100%. And, and, and at the end of the day, the ground that you play on uh, might make a difference. But um, also, I think the coach, he he wanted a target man, right? I think Kyrul will, will, will confirm this. He wanted a target man at the start of the season and they, they thought that was a style they wanted to play. So now that in, in some matches, especially in the Asian Champions League, uh, when they played without a target man, they played uh, almost with a very fluid front line with Song leading the line. Then And then suddenly people realised, oh yeah, like, you know, Sailors look much better with a fluid front line. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, but they, they came into the season wanting to build on this, having this traditional number nine and then playing around him. Has Kim Shin Wook always gotten the service that he needs? I'm not quite sure. And when I talk about service, I'm talking about service that suits the striker, a striker like Kim Shin Wook. So I'm talking about uh, the aerial delivery that you know it's really on the plate for him. It's not always been the case. Um, the goals that he has scored, the delivery has been top-notch. I mean, at the end of the day, he scored against Elbricks. And, and 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 that's not something that many Sailors players can say, right? I mean, some of them miss uh, when they're just yards away from goal. So, Kim Shane Wook has delivered, but has also not delivered to the expectations that some had set. Uh, but I still think he can have a good run to the end of the season. Carl, anything to add on that? Yeah, so Deepan, uh, Deepan was asking me about uh, the effects of, of artificial grass. Right, uh, when we we had Barry Maguire and uh, Silvano Convalius in in Singapore, they did also mention about the effects of the grass uh, on their recovery, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Especially when uh, Silvano was in t- uh, Tampines Hub, at that point I think the the pitch was very thin already, and and it had an effect on his his joints and his muscles, right? Uh, but uh, for Kim, Kim for Shinmo, I I feel that you know. Coach Kim needed someone to bring in as a as a, no. There's also only one Asian slot, right? And uh, he needed someone he could trust, someone who was influential, someone could who could bring his his uh, ideas onto the field, be his general onto the field. So I guess on that part, uh, from what I've gathered, uh, it has that has ticked a lot of uh, that has given a lot of box tick a lot of boxes. On the part of goal scoring, I think we can't fault him. He has been scoring, so he's he has done what he's supposed to do. Yeah, but of course, I think maybe because of the level of expectations that people have on him, right? Being a, a Korean international with a pace scale like that, people are expecting him to you know do bicycle kicks every game, diving headers every game. You know? But uh, of course, I I I I I think he has done reasonably okay, right? And I think you know. It's sometimes not easy to adapt from a high level of league to a to a league of ours, 
So I think after this, uh, after this, in the next six six months, I think he will be better, and of course, he'll be scoring more goals. Not bicycle kicks every game, but I think he will I get uh, will yeah, good, good, good range of uh, a good uh, tally of goals. You know, you know, Karu, Karu is, is almost half joking about the the expecting bicycle kick every game kind of thing. But actually, that that is a problem. I mean, if you look at Kim Shin Wook, if you if you watch uh, Asian football and if you watched him, he is what he is. He is yeah. not going to be uh, running down the channel and then doing a, a step over and then cutting in and then hitting one with his left foot. He <laughs> is a target man, you know, yeah, and and, yeah. and he's he's been brought in because he does that. And if the sailors can't use it to their benefit, then you've got to tweak some things, right? So, so I'm not sure what these fans expect. It's almost like uh, they had a, a, a different vision of Kim Shin Wook almost and then uh, they're not satisfied with what they're seeing. I do agree. Sometimes when I'm at games, it does seem like he's very laboured. Mm. It does seem that you know he's not at full, full 100%, which is why I, I, I had this thought about the, the artificial pitch. But his style, that's who he is. I mean, I mean, I think Raushan, if I'm not wrong, I, I watched the uh, community shield with you, and, and we remarked that uh, you know Shinwu doesn't look like very active and all. Yeah. But he I mean, the he scored yeah, two goals so, to win them the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we 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 know what to expect from Shinwu. So I'm not sure what these fans who I have been complaining uh want mm. to see from him. So yeah. sorry, just on that point, if people are, I'm not including this. If people are labeling Kim Shinwu as a flop, then Tadanari Lee falls under. I don't know. Is there a different word for him? So, I, I don't understand these inflated expectations. Kairul touched on it there. He's a South Korean international who's come into the premier team of Singapore for a South Korean coach purely because he can be the lieutenant. He can be the benchmark for the other teams to follow. There are other intangible benefits to bringing someone like Kim Shin Wook to the team. Service, yes. And I think you touched on it there. Kim, uh, Kim Doo-hoon wanted a target man, therefore they brought in Shin Wook. But I think Kim Doo-hoon has also shown his class to realise, if I bring in Kim Shin Wook, that's one strategy. Let's say that's plan A. Then there's plan B of playing song up front, which is entirely different. So you can't compare the both and say one is better than another. It's not one size fits all, right? That's not how football works anymore. You have different strokes for different matches. And I think LCS have that flexibility with someone like Kim Shin Wook. And I know there's been comparisons with Stipe Plazibat, who used to hold that role. Of course, Stipe is a very different sort of player, but... If Stipe was in Kim Shin Wook's position, is it then so different from playing Song in that position? You know what I mean? So they wanted flexibility when approaching different targets. AFC Champions League was obviously a huge target for them and they left the AFC Champions League with their heads held high. And I think all this plays a part when you think of... You want you need to look at the big picture. You cannot just say, oh, I, I watched this game. He doesn't run enough. Therefore, uh, he's a flop. I think that's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, if you talk uh, talk about last year also, if you talk about, you want to compare Kim and uh, Shinbuk and uh, Stipe, right? There were games where Stipe, I, I felt there was frustrations within the team on Stipe also. Because Stipe didn't uh, get into the, the goals that they, that he should be getting. And George was was more of a threat as a striker than Stipe, right? So, so I feel that, you know, it's an upgrade, definitely. And if people say, you know, bring Stipe back, I say, no, of course not. Shinwook is still an upgrade on 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 Stipe and uh, uh, and and Shinwook brings a lot of other things that we can't see on the football field also for coach. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on from the topic of an individual to the team as a whole. I mean, sure, you know the sailors are top, and sure they look pretty much best at everything. But the question now is, can they fend off this Alborek search to defend their crown? Deepen. Uh, I I do expect them to do that. Um. 
look, there, there have been some games where the sailors have played and, and you, you wonder, wow, like, why, why, why have they not been able to beat Elbrex? Uh, and, and, and you talk about Lion City sailors right now, I, I mean, just based on the last game, um, is this new, not, it's not really new, but they, they had Harris back in midfield in that game, right? Mm-hmm. And they had uh, Amirul Adli and, uh, and Pedrao in, in, in uh. centre-back. Could this be something that they, they look at? Because Amirul, I think he's a decent enough centre-back to start for them. I think he's good enough to start for them. Uh, he's a national team defender. And then Harris gives a bit more of a, of a solidity in the middle, which then uh, allows the, the attackers to really flourish. You know, this could be something they look at because if you have Shadan uh, a bit further up the field, that adds to your creativity at the front third. Um, could this be the the magic that they need to to beat um, Elbrex? It remains to be seen. We are, we're getting close to the rematch, uh, but with the quality that they have, no chance that uh, that Elbrex will be able to pick them. But as a fan, I hope that it goes close. You know, so that uh, till the I mean that's what happened last season. No, till the end, till the final match day, we were we were really hoping and hoping. So uh, if to answer your question, I expect Sailors to close it out, but I want it to to be close. Now, Kairul, I think when we spoke a couple of weeks back, you made your point on if you thought that the sailors, if they, <laughs> if you thought they could defend their crown or not, yeah. does does it still is it still the same? Has it changed? The thing is, uh, I we don't see Lion City dropping points against any other teams except Albirex, right? So, and and I think also at the back of uh, Coach Kim's mind is finding the recipe to. To uh, to win Albirex, uh, right? Like how what they pun said, they pun said. So like the the game that they played previously, uh, they were playing with uh, Song, uh, Shadan, and uh, and I think they changed after that second half. They changed to Anu. I think they were finding the right mix of how to counter Albirex, right? So. Uh, yeah. With this, with what Dipan mentioned, I think that there is a possibility because Harris gives a lot of dimension to the midfield, Shadan as well. And the, the best part I feel uh, about this, uh, this uh, combination is Diego is playing as a number 10. Mm. Yeah, because when, oh yeah, sorry, Diego was playing lower and then after that he went forward yeah, in the first in, the, in the, 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 the last game. Yeah. So, but now that Diego is playing at the number 10, Right, I think he's much better than Song playing at number ten because Song sometimes he, Song is like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. You know, he has an AFC mode and then he has a, a SPL mode. You know, when he has AFC and national team mode, is like amazing. And then uh, in SPL, he overdoes everything. You know, he takes sometimes he's on Song, sometimes he's based on. So yeah, so that's why you know in 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 the local league, he takes an extra touch. You know, he makes the, the, the rush shot, all this kind of nonsense, right? So, I think that, you know, especially when Diego is on, at 10, he's nearer to Maxim, he's nearer to uh, Shinwook or Song as the number 9. I think this team is devastating. It's going to be amazing, right? So, uh, I, I feel that, you know, once he gets this permutation, right, uh, and he goes along, I think it's very difficult for Albirex. So, he's, I think he's still finding the best way to play Albirex. I guess any other team they already know is almost at three points, right? A guaranteed three points. So for me, is I still stand to to it, right? They are going to go very strong, but like Depan said, it's if there is hope because last year was whether LCS can nick it. Now if Albirex give a, a little hope to others that they can nick it uh, a title, then we can also we can be glued to our seats till the end of the season. But for me, I think LCS will. Will 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 
not say run away, but they'll be in a, a comfortable point position. Roshan, I don't think it will be fair if I don't come to you. So, can the sailors fend off Albrex and defend that title? I, I, I think so. I expect them to. I think a lot has been said about this LCS Albrex clash, right? Just those who have stuck through all this while. 29 July, that's when LCS are playing Albrex, Nick. That's not very far away. So, that's going to be very interesting to watch, right? I think it's very hard to look beyond the sailors at the moment. I mean, look at Max Lestian. Patrick of assists 11 already this season. That's the highest number last season. That's quite mad, right? So, how do you look beyond a team with a player like that? It's not just him. Shadan, probably, I don't I don't know if this is statistically correct. Maybe the listeners can chime in if I'm wrong. But I think Shadan has, in goals return, I think this is one of the best I've seen in a long, long while. You see Harris chiming in with goals. We talk about Harris suddenly playing deployed in midfield and everything. I think what I think will win LCS this title is the fact that Kim Doohoon is constantly learning and trying different things. He's not just, this is the formula, we found a winning formula, therefore we're going to play. He's willing to try, willing to adapt, all with coming over coming over that Elbrex hurdle. I think that's what he has front and centre in his mind. And I think eventually they will pull it off. They are moving to a more dedicated training facility later this month as well. I think that's going to be important in terms of these players coming together, having a home to build from. And I think LCS are only going to get stronger from here, honestly. And as much as I want a close title race, I do, I do. I understand that sentiment. I also want a Singaporean team to just mm-hmm. bloody go and whack and show what they got to the rest of the league. That's also a nice fairy tale to follow, quite honestly, because I know money is involved, blah, 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 blah. But hey, we are a Singaporean league. A Singaporean team is flying the flag for us at the top of the table after so bloody long. Let's go and enjoy it because they put up a show every time they play. Well, guys, it's time again for the final time this evening. Rating. Roshan, since you ended that, give us your rating. I mean, after I just went on that passionate plea, if I give them anything less than a very high score, I think I'll be done for it. Just very quickly, I know Deepan put his career in Singapore football on the line, right? If Lestian doesn't win Singapore Player of the Year, <laughs> I will stop covering Singapore football next year. You heard it here. Yeah. Yeah, go, go on. Say first. Sorry, just very quickly. On that note, I'm going to give them a 9 out of 10. Oh, not 9.5? Nah, nah. When they seal the title, I'll give them a 11 out of 10. But for now, 9 out of 10. Guys, just so you all know, there's a possibility we'll be without Roshan and Deeper next season. So, Cairo, don't go say <laughs> Sending your resumes. Uh. <laughs> All right, Carol, rating. Wow, nine, uh, you know, Shen. <laughs> nine? No, no, no. Mine is actually oh. a seven. Mine is actually a wow. six and a half. Six and a half? Yes. Kinkazu, is that you? Expectations are high, boy. Please explain, Carol, please explain. Yeah, explain. Yeah, okay. Um, so, for the lack of friendly games at the start of the season, right? We couldn't, we couldn't get a lot of, uh, the LCS couldn't get a lot of games, right? So, at the start of the season, they were quite uh, sluggish. They were quite slow in games, uh, right from the Charity Shield to maybe uh, the third, fourth game. And then, uh, it took them a little bit of time to get in style. Like Tepan mentioned about the game against Tampines also quite recently. Also, they had a very bad first half. Right, they were in. They were. They weren't in control in, without possession, mm. and then uh, so for me, as 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 someone who who re- understands and have seen these players from very long, 
our national players, I expect more from them. I think they should not even allow opponents to get momentum in game. And to be to be fair, in teams against uh, Tampines, like you, like Dipan said, it's babies. Babies. They're playing against babies. This is our national team. right? So we had moments like this where this, the uh, LCS had moments like this where they struggled a little bit. You know, and uh, even in Champions League, they had good results, but there were also some struggling moments during the games against the China team. So I felt that you know this team, with all the support, with all that is given to them, good diet, good uh, nutrition, they must achieve more, right? With the fact that they have uh, Max, they have Pedro, they have Shin Wook, right? As foreigners, so I, I expect much more. You know, they should. You know, now when we look at JDT. Right. At the start of the season, I said, okay, we, LCS and JDT, we were to play a friendly game, would be quite close. But if now we were to look at JDT, JDT is like a bit ahead, much ahead, right? And so to me, on, this, on the same number, uh, the same spending, the same expenditure, I expect this team to really go out and steamroll. Stream and in fact, there shouldn't be any avenues of uh, uh, LBREX having a sniff at, at uh, LCS. So that's where I'm coming from. Maybe I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, harsh. Uh, LCS is only a two-year project, but that's where I think they should be, and even at this point. Yeah, so six and a half for me. But I hope they go on to nine at the end of the season. All right, here's to hoping. Now, Deepan, somehow I don't think it's going to be 6.5 from you. What is your rating? Uh, I would give them uh, eight. Mm, I, I, but I do see Kairo's point, though. I, I think... Uh, at the start of the season, if you remember uh, our preview, we said they have to win every game, right? Which they which they haven't. I mean, from the get go, they got they, they lost their first game. So I would give <laughs> eight. Uh, I think they have been good, but we expected better last year. Well, guys, with that, we've come to the end with that final rating. We're done. All eight teams through and I feel like time really flew by. Eh? Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. You guys at home and the three of you here, thank you to Deepan and Kairul for gracing us with your presence and your thoughts. And of course, Raushan, my partner in crime as always. Um, to all of you tuning in, thank you to all of you for tuning in to our very special mid-season review. As always, you can hit us up across our socials at The Final Whistle and to Raushan and me as well at Raushan Says and at Parnaya. Till next time, guys. <laughs>